Hello and welcome to the Digital Delusions podcast. It's me, uh, Robin Rumble, and we are joined today by a special guest, uh, Nikki Maddox. Hey. Um, uh, Nikki, do you just want to introduce yourself just a little bit? Yeah, so I'm Nikki. I do a lot of mental health work. I'm a healthcare assistant in psychiatric hospitals. I um, a student mental health nurse and I work with different charities such as Time to Change, Mind, Rethink, Young Minds um, and Amnesty International. Nikki, would you mind giving us a brief a brief overview of your mental health journey? Sure. So I think I think I started to experience mental health problems when I was about six years old. I remember um, I was experiencing bullying and abuse at the time and um, you know, I just felt really low and I felt, I really believed that I wasn't meant to be on this planet. And I remember that that's when I first said to my mum, look, I don't think I'm meant for this world anymore. Um, and I kind of just carried on being a shy, like reclusive child. Um, and then when I got to um, 14, I experienced a traumatic event and I just went on this massive downward spiral and I started to, um, I started to self-harm and I started to hear voices and I was abusing drugs and alcohol and I was just really unwell and I tried to take my own life and um, from that point there was a lot of hospital admissions, there was a lot of trips to A&E, there was a lot of therapy and a lot of support um, and things, you know, things got better when I was about 16 and I went to college and um, I... I went to college and I got a new friendship group and I moved house and um, things in general just got a lot better. Um, And over the next few years after that, I'm 21 now, um, over over the next few years, things kind of went up and down. um, And, you know, I I started volunteering and I went to uni and things, you know, like I'm human, we have good times and we have bad times, but it was manageable. But then kind of earlier this year, I I lost a friend to suicide and I became very unwell again. And I was psychotic and I was depressed and I was sectioned for a few months. Um, but again, I got better. And I think people always do if you give them time. That's very true. Um, uh, I can really relate to you on the um the whole not wanting to be on this planet when you were young mm. because when I was around eight I was very low and uh and I remember like leaving notes and stuff for my parents saying that I didn't want to be here anymore mm. and it must have been so hard for them but I remember it being so hard for me to try and continue and not really knowing why I didn't want to be here anymore yeah um and then I had highs and lows all throughout my life until high school and that's when my depression got really bad um I was about 13 um but for a long time I didn't tell anyone because in my high school it was like a trend for people to uh, say that they were depressed and um, 
they kind of use self-harm as like a fashion accessory which is really messed up in in a way so self-harm and saying that you had depression was quite a trend so I kept it quiet until I left high school and then that's when I became more open with it and told everyone when I uh, in my first year of uni I um, I had a uh, event happen in my life where my friend died too um, and that triggered me to have a, a dissociative uh, disorders and I I went through one year episode uh, a one year episode of depersonalization and de uh, realization but since then I have dealt with smaller uh, smaller uh, episodes of both of the dissociation uh, disorders um, so that's my mental health journey um, the main topic of this podcast today is uh, social media and does it help or does it not help when it comes to seeking professional health when it comes uh, to your mental health issues um, so the first question we have is does social media help support you when it comes to your mental health um i mean for me personally it does support me a lot because i mean you can reach out to people there like for me like earlier this year when I was sectioned and I was, I was in hospital, I, I I remember about three weeks into being there, I posted a status saying I'm currently in hospital. Um, please support your friends and family and visits or memes or messages are very much appreciated. Um, and, I, and I had like about a hundred messages from that and I was absolutely shocked that I, that so many people bothered to message me at all and um, I think in that way social media has really been helpful because you can it's very easy to just post a status and reach out to your friends and family that way um, and yeah but in other ways it's not very helpful because um, With social media, most people, what they do is they post their highlights on social media. So they post when they're having a great day or when they're with their friends or they're at a party or it's Christmas time or something like that. And they post all these amazing things that they're doing, but they don't post about the low or the medium aspects of life. They don't post about the mundane things. They don't post about the tragic or horrific things that do happen in life very often. Um, so you don't so when you go on social media and you're flicking through um the news feed um it's often you see you see um everyone's highlights and you look at yourself and you're like well you look at yourself and you're like well my life isn't like that like i don't have as many friends as they have i don't have as much as nice a house as they have my ha- my my clothes aren't as nice or i'm not as skinny or as curvy or as whatever as they are and I think for me personally I found that quite damaging and I don't struggle with it as much anymore because 
um, I recognise that it's a highlight reel and that there are other aspects to that person's life. But I used to really struggle with it, especially with seeing everyone's pictures of their friends. I was just like, well, I don't have that many friends. I want more friends. I, I feel so alone right now. And in reality, I did have friends. I just maybe didn't have as many as someone else. But I think the way that we compare ourselves on social media, the the amount of likes we've got, the amount of friends we've got, all of that stuff, I think it's, it, it can be very damaging to mental health. But that's not to completely bash social media because it does have amazing, really amazing positive sides to it too. I'm very guilt guilty of being someone who just puts their highlights on social media. Mm. Um, it took me a very long time to realise that no one put their dark stuff on social media. Um, but since then, I have been trying to get better at... Um, if there's a... I feel like with social media, if there's like a mental health awareness day, mm. everyone will post about, about it. And yeah. most people will say their experiences. But it takes that awareness day for people to say their experiences, most people will just not include it. So when the Mental Health Awareness Day does come up, it, I, I'm shocked by how many people are actually affected mm. and have mental health disorders. Um, but I also feel with the Mental Health Awareness Day, when people are... Um, when people are only talking about it then, it's very hard to know if a friend's struggling. Because if they only talk about it once a year, how are you meant to know how they're doing? Unless you constantly ask them about their mental health. Yeah. You won't really know how they're doing, if if they're getting uh if they're seeking help. Um when it comes to my depersonalization I didn't know what it was called and I didn't know what it was. I suddenly had this new thing and I had no idea what it was and it wasn't until I watched a YouTube video by um, by a YouTuber called Dodie Clark when she spoke about her depersonalization, and that made me think, oh, I think this is what I've got because even today when I talk about my depersonalization, not a lot of people know about it. And they don't really know a lot about derealization either. Um so when they're spoken about, um, I feel like I'm kinda educating people if I'll if I mention what it is on like Facebook or something, or e- even if I'm like uh, if I'm retweeting a video about it. Um so I feel like social media is very good when it comes to raising awareness and I feel like that helps me and it can help other people because then we do actually realise how much of a bigger thing mental health is. Um, I haven't really used social media in a way of it supporting me personally when it comes to my mental health but I have used it in a way for me to help my friends and family who are suffering with uh, mental health issues. Um, another question that we have today is, did social media help you when it came to seeking professional help? I think social media 
probably did in a way help because I I didn't when I first started to experience mental health problems I was too young but when I when I hit the really bad stage when I was 14 um I I didn't I was I started to hear voices and I didn't know anyone else that was hearing voices so I searched the hashtag hearing voices and I found other people on like Twitter and Facebook that were posting about their experiences like on charity websites and that kind of thing and I learned a lot more about it and it encouraged me to say okay well for some people this isn't a distressing experience but for me it is so I'm going to get help for it um and with things like with the other things I was experiencing like drug abuse and alcohol abuse I I um again I was so young like no one else was talking about it amongst my peer group and I just thought I'm so alone in this and I just I I I looked I looked it up and I I found you know, they, they recommend the Frank website and but I, I found it through social media first because I typed into social media what I typed in um, the drug I was using and it came up with the Frank website and it helped me to find out a lot more information. But I think there's a danger to it because people often post a lot of information that is not true at all. So it's, it can be quite dangerous because on the one hand, you can get access to information that's incredibly useful and information that encourages you to learn more about what you're struggling with and then encourages you to get help when it's necessary. But on the other hand, it can feed you a lot of false information and then it can prevent you from wanting to get help because also you find a lot of stigmatising stuff online, um, especially if... like when we go back a few years, you find a lot of stigmatizing stuff, like things that stigmatize depression or anxiety saying like, get over it or man up or something like that. So if you find that on social media, you're gonna be massively prevented from wanting to get any professional support because you're gonna think that you're being weak or something like that, when in actual fact, it's not true. So I think there's there's a fine line between social media being used as a positive and a negative when it comes to getting support but luckily what I've noticed over the last well, since I first started experiencing mental health problems to now things are getting better and um, certainly amongst my peer group mental health isn't stigmatized um, so when I do post anything about it or something like that like people have encouraged me to get support rather than tell me to stop being an attention seeker so you know I think it depends the way that other people are using social media whether they're being stigmatizing or not because not everyone is as lucky as I am and not everyone has that peer support group that um that are really supportive do you think if you didn't use the hashtag hearing voices do you think that may have delayed you from seeking help by a little bit yeah I think that if I didn't use that hashtag then I wouldn't have found anyone else experiencing it and I wouldn't have known that it was a thing so I didn't know that hearing voices could be a sign of a mental health problem like it's for some people it's not a sign of a mental health problem but for me it was so I I didn't know that at the time 
But until I looked up other people through social media that were going through a similar experience, I wouldn't have known that it was a thing. I wouldn't have known it was something that I needed to get help for. So it would have prevented it. Yeah, once uh, once I found Dodie's video on depersonalisation, the first thing I did was like search it on social media and try and find people who were also suffering with it. Um, and it can, it can be a good cause. And it, depending on the mentality of everyone else who is suffering with it, you can either feel like you're part of this group who are going to get through it, or if, if people are suffering really badly too, then it can also make you feel like you have no hope. Mm. With searching uh, mental, uh, mental illnesses on social media, it's kind of like a lucky dip. Because you never know what you're actually going to get. Um, in the summer of 2018, around August, I was really struggling with my depression. Um, the May before that, I actually went to my uni doctors and asked to see a counsellor or a therapist. Just because I didn't really know what had gotten me so bad. But unfortunately, because it was at the end of the uh, because it was near the end of the academic year they wouldn't have been able to see me till September so they told me that I can either see the doctor again about putting uh, being put on the, on meds but my doctor didn't want to um, put me on meds he wanted me to seek other help first um, so they basically told me to wait it out till September um, which is a lot easier said than done um, it got to the point where both of my parents said that they were really concerned about me when I was back here for a summer break. Um, so I booked an appointment with the doctors uh, in London and um, they put me on antidepressants and they said, you can either take these or you can wait till September. So I got the prescription and before even taking them, the first thing I did was go onto YouTube and type the name in of the uh, uh, of the uh, antidepressant, and it was really great because the first video that came up was someone who had a degree in all of this, and they was able to make a a, a mind map and t- tell me all the possible side effects that it could have had. So I wrote them all down, and they were like, "If you're taking." if you're taking this amount then you're more likely to have this and it had kind of um it had fractions of how likely uh no it had uh it had percentages of how likely you are to have what side effects um so without social media and and before i even seeked any help i um I was looking at like videos about counselling and therapy and trying to find which one was best for me. Um, So without social media, I don't actually know if I would have seeked the professional help. And now uh, when recording this, it's December. And I can say even just being on it for a couple of months, it's helped me tremendously. 
like before I was very close to um to thinking about ending it all and now I can realize that that isn't me I I I I shouldn't be doing that um and now I'm like I'm at uni and I'm able to um I'm able to get my work done and even though the depression still comes and I still struggle with it it's a let a loss a lot less tense than it was before I started taking the antidepressants so I'm glad that on places like YouTube and even Facebook and Twitter sometimes there's videos of people telling their stories Mm. And I think it's great that they have that because it won't all be great stories. It's not going to be everyone saying, well, I took these meds and they worked straight away and now I'm happy again. But you get to see various stories mm. and how they worked, what side effects that person got. And instead of just seeing happy stories or filtered stories, you sometimes also just see the raw, horrible journeys that people have been on. Mm-hmm. So you're able to know what to expect. So that's why I really found social media helpful when it came to seeking professional help. Yeah. Um, the, last, uh, the last topic for today is um is basically going back to your uh your uh statement about everyone putting their perfect like a filter on uh social media like a a perfect life um and I know that you've already touched on this how do you feel about social media when it comes to the filter and the filter of a perfect life um, does that ever affect you, and how? I think when I go on social media and I see um, people posting their perfect lives, it does make me feel down, and it does make me feel pretty rubbish sometimes. Um, and it takes quite a lot for me to remind myself like that isn't um, necessarily the reality of what's going on for them. Like. I remember when I was last in hospital, I saw I saw on people posting on social media like, oh, I've I've graduated now, I've 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 got this degree, I've got that degree, and I just felt really rubbish because here I was, sitting in hospital, with staff constantly observing me because I was so suicidal, and then my classmates were out graduating, without and they and the people that hadn't graduated like me yet. Um, they didn't post on social media. They 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 didn't have anything saying, you know. Unfortunately, it doesn't always go to plan. So you don't you don't get a balanced view of how things go. Like you you get you get the good stuff and you don't get the bad stuff. So it's not very balanced, and that can inter that in turn affected my mental health because. I'm not seeing a balanced view of what life is like. Like social media doesn't represent reality all of the time. It does sometimes because sometimes people are very brave and very honest and they do 
post the reality of what's going on for them on social media. Not to say that if you don't do that, that you're not brave, but just for some people, they do do that and it is brave, but you can be brave in other ways without having to post your, your most personal stuff on social media. I think social media is a blessing and a curse um, because on the one hand I can I can connect with people but on the other hand um, I see I just compare myself like it's very hard not to um, when I'm looking on social media it's very hard not to say oh this person's doing this amazing stuff this person's got all this and and I just then look at my own life and I'm like wow what am I really doing but then it's about picking yourself up and looking at yourself and saying look you're doing amazing regardless of what you could there's enough room in the world for both all people to be doing amazing and if you're if you don't feel like you're in the same place as someone else so what you're on different journeys um and it's about reminding yourself of that Uh, when it comes to the people who are graduating you see them with their diplomas looking really happy um but the thing that you can't see through the perfect filter is how much struggle they have put or uh, how many nights they've cried over their work and them them worrying that they're not going to get the grade they've got. But I totally agree that it's a blessing and a curse. I think when you're using social media, you do have to be cautious and remember that that the things you see aren't everything. There's a lot of things behind the picture or behind the status that you're not seeing. And I think that's what people have to remember. Especially if they're struggling with their own mental health issues themselves. Can I just say, I think... um... For me as well, like when I was about 18, I was cyberbullied. So there is also a very dark side to social media that can really affect mental health. Um, And I think social media is a great thing, but only when it's used in the right way. Um, And I've actually got a poem that I wrote about social media and mental health. And I was wondering, can I read it? Yeah, sure. Awesome. Okay. Online, we can construct happiness to hide the reality of our loneliness. We use likes and followers to determine our self-worth without realising we've been beautiful since birth. We stare at our screens feeling alone, but there are people around us if we look up from our phones. You're ugly and fat, she gets comments all day, yet no one gets consequences for anything they say. There's a world full of beauty that nobody sees because we're all too scared to look up from our screens. Millions of people get bullied online. We're all responsible for ending this on time before even one more person takes their own life. Because at the end of the day, that's the reality of it. Like People get bullied so much and they feel so worthless because of what they see on social media. But like, And it leads them, it, it has led to suicide before. And I think that needs to be raised awareness of because there is a very dark side to social media. But I don't want to take away from the beautiful side of social media of, of connection and things like that. But there is also this very dangerous and dark side of it. And I think we as a society like need to do more 
to raise awareness of the issues and to do more to protect other people on social media and we also need to look at ourselves and just be more honest on social media and be have a bit more of a balanced view that's not to say you have to share all your struggles on social media but we have to create a bit more of a balanced view so that people aren't just seeing your highlights like if you don't want to post about the the dark stuff in your life post about the boring stuff like show people it's not always the best time of your life there are okay times in your life too and you know like there's ups and downs and there's the okays in life there's there's a mixture and i think we should all get better at representing that i just want to say beautiful poem and thank, thank you. you for sharing um i totally agree when i was in high school i got bullied quite a lot um not because of uh like mental health issues or anything M- mainly because i was bigger than them ginger and had glasses mm. that's all it really took for them to bully me and that wasn't just in school it would continue on to um onto online and I think that, like, with that, with young people using social media, especially if they're in high school, it, it's very dangerous for them because not only are they, uh, not only could they be getting bullied online, but they're also going through a growing process anyway. Mm. They're trying to find out who they are. And it can especially be really tough if they're, if they're getting bullied online. It must be very hard being a parent of a child who is in high school, because even though their child might seem fine, you don't really know what's happening, especially with uh, kids nowadays. They spend most of their life on their computer or gaming or... You know, they are always behind a screen and it must be very tough as a parent to know what's going on truthfully but on that screen. I just think it's worth reiterating that social media is a good and bad thing. There are are beautiful sides to it and dark sides to it. But overall, you know, it's an okay thing. If you balance it all out, like, there try and focus on the good sides of social media and also just take a personal responsibility to have a more balanced view. Yep, definitely. Um, I would like to say thank you. Thank you for joining me today um, on this podcast. Um, And this has been the first ever episode of Digital Delusions. Um, Thank you for everyone who has been listening and I hope to see you all again soon. Goodbye. Bye.